Okay, I've started recording, and so we are going. I'm going to wear. I'm going to wear a mask this entire episode. Give me two seconds. Okay. Welcome. Oh, viewers. I thought they were. I thought there was some. I didn't. I it. forgot to bring my Guy Fox mask today, aka yeah. my anonymous mask. Shit. Right. I just outed myself. Oh no! Well, it it's looks like you. Not this. so anonymous anymore. Uh, yeah, we're what's the, we're the opposite of anonymous. We're uh. Named not. We are we're the, we're, pub, we're the public. Anonymous. We're Joe Public. Yeah. I'm I'm Joe the Plumber. Yeah. <laughs> Joe the Plumber. Of all things to reference. I miss Joe the Plumber. Yeah, what's happening? What to about Joe him? The, yeah. Is Joe the Plumber like V for Vendetta? That's what I want. I need know. Yeah. to know. Can we call him? He's he's unclogging well, P the pipes. <laughs> you'll get this Joe's opinion. Because we're talking about Alan Moore's yeah. comic book. Adapted into. I don't even know who directed this movie. Shit, I should have. I can tell you. Who? Well, let's get into. Well, we're already diving head first because I got some. wrote and produced. I it. got conspiracy right. theories uh -oh. because from what I've heard. Okay, uh -oh. so this is directed by a man named James McTeague. Well, he, are we ready for the conspiracy theories? Some people uh, don't even know what this movie is. I'm sure. Ready. Well, set set that up and then and then give you a little behind the scenes. Okay. It's Mister Vendetta. Okay. Have you seen this film? It came out in two thousand and five. Yes. Um, it is an adaptation of a comic book. It is a movie that is released by DC. Um, and is it Warner Brothers? I know it's DC. It's DC and Vertigo. It I think it was Warner Brothers. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and it's based off a comic book from the 80s written by Alan Moore, who wrote um, maybe, you know, honestly might be the most famous comic book author of modern times. He wrote Watchmen. Mm -hmm. He wrote um, From Hell. He wrote, God, I know I can think of another one that's not V for Vendetta. I know, uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Uh, future Shocks, you know. Oh, Swamp Thing, he's famous for. Alan Moore wrote a whole bunch of crazy, influential comics. Yeah. After, um, you know, Watchmen came out and it was really popular. And I, I didn't like Watchmen, personally. I didn't like Watchmen. The movie? The movie. Yeah, I like no, I don't like the movie. Yeah, I have I have learned, I have grown to to appreciate the comic a lot because i i honestly i really like the hbo show that they did and then that made me kind of like retroactively go back and like okay this is yeah. this is good um but alan moore this is actually a movie that he loved now he didn't always say that but he really loved no, he, hates the, he ha yeah he yeah. hates every, he hates every i don't know if i've ever has he ever loved an adaptation of his stuff I where he's gone like this so. rules i think no. I agree with what he's. I think he's really interesting and yeah, yeah, he has a good argument. Yeah, he's, I understand what he's saying when he says that stuff. Yeah, I yeah. think he did. He wrote a story, and then when it's changed, like, well, I no, I, I wrote the story. Yeah, he uh, also says like, I make comics, so right. read my comics. Like, yeah. I wrote this to be a comic. I didn't write it to be a movie. But then he gets mad that they changed the movie. Right? Yeah, and we'll talk about how they changed the movie from the comic because I I looked it up. Yeah, but yeah, so Viva Vendetta is the story of a fascist regime a fascist government that has taken over the uk america and the, russia have fallen remember mm -hmm. this takes place in the 80s or was written in the 80s during the cold war and um basically it's like a 1984 type society the government controls everybody except there is one vigilante slash terrorist slash freedom fighter named v mm -hmm. who launches a campaign to take down the British government by, I guess he is inspired by a plot from 1605 yeah. where a man named Guy Fawkes tried to blow up the parliament mm -hmm. yeah. building in England. Uh, so, you know, he that he's basically this terrorist who's going to single-handedly take down the government and Natalie Portman is going to help him and he's going to inspire revolution. 
uh, with his fedora and his wicked hacking skills. But <laughs> the question remains, who directed it, Rocco? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we've set the stage. Now yeah. here's her BTS controversy. So, so uh, directed by James McTeague. That's the credit. He was a second unit director on the Matrix trilogy mm. with the Wachowskis. This was his first like breakout, like, oh, okay, that he's actually doing like his own movie. I have heard rumors that the Wachowskis were um, that they wanted them to direct this, basically. And but there was controversy still after the Matrix trilogy. People were like, you know, like Wachowskis got dumped on bad after yeah. that, after the, the, the sequels. sequels. Yeah, they, they were very received very weirdly. And so it was like, look, we got this awesome comic thing. How should we handle that? And so I've heard a lot of rumors that the Wachowskis were very involved in the even the directing like they were on set i've heard for like most of this movie like okay you know we're not technically the directors but here's you know like I mean, they were some kind of the, the scenes you know, are definitely like, this is matrix yeah like there are yeah. definitely scenes that you can feel that so that's all that's you know it's like the spielberg poltergeist thing there was always that with this like okay did the wachowski's really direct this they wrote but, the movie they produced it yeah it feels i always thought they directed this me, movie, me too. yeah me i too. remember before this movie came out i thought they were directing this movie and i mm. remember people talking about like oh you think bullet time is cool? <laughs> Wait till you see what they got in V for Vendetta. <laughs> yeah. And we made jokes. Like, yeah. what are they going to do? Knife time? Yeah. And it was like pretty much knife time. <laughs> as far as I'm, I didn't see anything else in there. Yeah. What's funny about this movie <laughs> is it's old. This movie's older now. But, like, I have vivid memories of us at Comic Con yeah. getting those free Guy Fox masks because they were trying to promote the movie Dude, and giving those yeah. away. I remember us going to the theater to go see this movie. It's yeah. like, I Yo. can't believe this movie came out 16 years ago. I know. That blows my mind. I know. I don't, feel, I don't feel old. I feel like, did I go through a time warp? Like, how the fuck did that happen? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, what blows my mind, that th and this, this kind of commentary is lost to time, as it were. Something I think about any time I watch this movie is I remember being in the theater and Sean pointing out, he's like, the art direction or the whatever, the set decoration is so good in this movie. And I was like, what do you mean? And I remember you said, you're like every single, like it's the future, but it's not like Blade Runner or right. whatever. But he's like, but every single TV is a flat widescreen TV. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, yeah. At that time, that's still, we, we that weren't like there yet. That was brand new. <laughs> and it's funny, now you watch the movie, it doesn't even register to you because yeah, these are, yeah, they're watching on a TV, who cares? But at that time, it was like, wow, they like had every TV changed to a, yeah, you know, and no I remember at the time you pointed that out, you were like, wow, they, ma they made sure any yeah. TV you saw was a flat it's white screen. It's interesting that this movie came out wow. in 2005, but it doesn't feel dated in the yeah. way that it looks. You know, if, yeah. if I was in 2005 and I saw a 16-year-old movie, mm -hmm. a movie from 1989, yeah. It would feel like an 80s movie. Yeah, yeah that's true. It would true. feel like a movie from two decades ago. Yeah. yeah. This movie feels like they could have made this and released this this year. Yeah. It kinda that's does. what I was surprised by. Yeah. It kind of feels like a superhero movie, kind of, in it some is. points. It is. It's a comic I mean, it's a comic. Movie. You could tell. Yeah. But yeah, like it, it does. Yeah, you're and right. I don't know if that's a testament to this movie mm -hmm. or a diss against Hollywood, just that in 16 years you haven't really left what they were doing in 2005. Mm -hmm. You could release a movie from 2005. It looks just as good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was very surprised by that. That was kind of one of the motivating factors in picking this movie is I, I was like, this is like just, it doesn't it, have like hokey CG effects. No, it doesn't have 
you know, old looking tech. Yeah. Yeah. It still is a modern movie. That's what I mean. 16 all years all old. the ingredients were holding up better than I thought. I was like, oh, I'm kind of impressed by this. So Natalie yeah. Portman is still bald. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking 2021, Natalie Portman. Yeah. She's still bald in all her movies. Hugo Weaving, you can't say he looks young or old because he ain't showing you his face. True. You couldn't tell. If this if you were a kid and you just saw this movie and you rented it, you wouldn't think like, oh, this was from oh, almost, oldie. almost <laughs> two decades ago. You yeah. wouldn't think that. You'd be like, okay, 2016, maybe yeah. 2017. Yeah. You know what? The thought of us, mm -hmm. if you would have told me like we saw movies together. 16 years ago. That sounds crazy. Yeah. I wonder what the first movie we saw together was. I would l I'd be interested to know. That we did? Yeah. I remember going to see Attack of the Clones in 2002. Yeah. I think That's true. We all saw it together. Yeah, Spider-Man. Spider-Man? I the, think it might have been Spider-Man. Yeah, I think we all saw Spider-Man together. Was it the first one? Yeah, I think so. With Tobey Maguire? Yep. When did that come out? 2001 or two. Jesus. Yeah. I think that I think was that it. could be right. Wow. Yep. 20 years ago. Dang. Yeah. Damn. We'll have to re Anyways. revisit that. <laughs> Actually, that's a good idea. The Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, because I can't oh, tell God, you. Don't. That's <laughs> that's where I'm at. I'm like, people still really love these, but I don't know how well they age and whatever. That, okay, that's an idea. I bet for they suck next time. Hard. I've seen one of them recently, and I have st strong thoughts. I think on the it. third one ruined my opinion of all of them. Yeah, the third <laughs> yeah. one. I just remember see, not to go on too far with that, but I remember seeing that one at midnight when it came out. Yeah. And yeah. it we were fresh off of X Men Three, and we were like hurt by that movie. It was like, dude, X Two was so awesome. What what did they do to us? And I remember leaving Spider Man Three, and everyone was like, that's cool, that's kind of cool. And your friend from work, yeah. Sean, that you worked with at Chili's, came out like, I don't know, I think I was just as bad as X Men Three. And everyone was like, don't say, what? It was like no one wanted to accept that yet. Yeah. It was like, yeah, it, I think it's over. Yeah, and it was. It was over. So, it's so anyway. funny because that burned me of superhero movies. And then yeah. right after that was when the Marvel explosion happened. Yeah. But I was I was already burnt. I was like, I'm not I'm not getting into Isn't this. Isn't that funny? Because, yeah, that's where it started for a lot of people. And I remember seeing Iron Man 1 and Derek, you walking out of it being like, I think I'm exiting here. Like this, I think yeah. I've seen enough. And I, I, how funny that that so was the <laughs> beginning for... To yeah. go from the year 1999. Yeah. So when was when did Iron Man come out? 2008. Yeah, or, I think or seven or seven eight. Seven or eight. Seven or eight. eight. Yeah. yeah. It's fucking insane to me that at that point I had experienced nine years of superhero movies, huh. and they had degraded to the point where I saw Iron Man and I thought this is the fucking end. <laughs> this is the bottom yeah. of the barrel. And that was the beginning. And for that was so the many. fucking beginning. Yeah. yeah. For so and from that point on, it was argument after argument of <laughs> Derek, you're crazy. These are good. And I'm like, guys. We're going over a decade, of, and these are fucking bad. I but, do, uh, I do think I will say that they are still. I think superhero movie stuff is still not my thing now. Yeah. It doesn't hook me in an emotional way like a lot of things do. But I will say I do think on the Marvel side they did find their voice where they like, Hey, we know how to do this and we do this well. Mm -hmm. Like I'll give them that credit. That still might not be my thing, but at least they found like their own rhythm with that. Um, you and know, DC, that, we already talked about that. Yeah, so DC, check that one out. Yes, you can see what we yes, think about that. Do. I think it's a, a case of Stockholm syndrome. I think that they <laughs> kept the audience hostage so <laughs> yeah. much that they actually started to like their captors. Some of some They're of like, it, I do. You feel. know, yeah. these Thor movies are actually pretty yeah. cool. Some, some of it, I some of it, I agree with you. Um, but I, I think they they found some ways to do things. Let's talk about V for yeah, Vendetta. Yeah, V for Vendetta. Okay, Sorry, everyone. Get, that was a tangent. Plot of V for Vendetta. 
So Natalie Portman works at a propaganda news studio. This whole movie is very, has a lot of overt symbols and yeah. it's not very subtle. It's very on the nose. Very on the nose. The world is like in turmoil. Um, there's like civil war in the United States. There's like viruses ravaging the <laughs> world. It actually felt pretty relevant in 2020. I thought yeah. the same thing where it hit. It hit differently. No, oh, it's hitting um, differently now. Yeah, yeah doc, uh, um, no, the, the yeah, like the America's fucked up because of the the virus, and it's like, oh man, like I don't know, I just it, it was like um, we yeah. went through it, and um, there's like martial law, and it's very very like um, controlling government. Not not to jump around too much, but that that was the other reason I wanted to pick this is I I was sitting there and they're going like, oh my god, this virus and. It killed almost, and I'm waiting for that number. Like, oh my god, what, what was yeah. the devastating number? And they're like, over a hundred thousand people died, and I'm like, yeah, we, I mean, we got that topped. That's, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and he and he goes into again, not trying to jump ahead too far, but he's you know saying like, you know, did the government know about this? And if you, if they did, would you want to know? And I'm like, oh man, okay. yeah, dude. Are- <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> um, yeah. And I'm okay. gonna point out too that it's a conservative government in power yeah. in this movie because they're whole the whole time they're like. Like, you know, things would be better if we went back to a time where we had wholesome families, not yeah. sexual deviancy, yeah, not yeah. people mocking religion and this yeah. and that. And, uh, yeah, this government, um, I think they're homophobic. They I definitely think, are. Well, they definitely are. They outlaw um, homosexuality. homosexuality. Yeah. Um, in the comic book, so one of the things that Alan Moore was upset about is he actually feels like they tamed this movie down. He, mm. he flat out made them like more racist, uh, more of like a fascist Nazi-esque yeah. regime in the comic book. And the origin of this government group was a little different in the comic book as well. Um, but I'll talk about that a little later. But essentially, that those are the people who are running the show here. And at the beginning of the movie on November 4th, a vigilante Guy Fox rescues Natalie Portman. She's out after curfew and these cops find her. These fingermen. That's what they're mm-hmm. called. Yeah. yeah. But they're basically going to like rape, rape her. her. Yeah. 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 Sexually abuse her. Uh, and then V rescues her, kills these guys and uh, takes her to view this bombing that he's going to do at the stroke of midnight. He blows up this statue, uh, this Lady Justice statue, on top of um, some government building. Yeah, mm-hmm. the old Bailey. I don't know what that is. Though. That's the beginning. That's the opening act of this uh, film. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, as this movie goes on, I kind of feel like it feels like a comic book. You know, mm-hmm. I got into comic books recently, like really into them, and I can see the comic book structure in this movie, and. Everything leading up to this blowing up of the statue felt like issue one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then after that, um, V takes Natalie Portman. He finds out her name is Evie. He takes her to his home, which is like a secret base. And he tells her, like, you're going to live with me for a whole year here. Um, and you're going to become my protege. And we're going to take down this evil government. And this almost felt like issue number two. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Um. Do you guys want to chime in? Because I'm glossing yeah. over some, uh, a I lot mean, of like, like action sequences here. The, yeah. Like I, The first part is, you know, it's just setting it up. It's all set up, which is fine. And then the second part, when they go, I just liked how he's always like a thousand steps ahead of these people. Yeah. Um, You know, to the point where like he goes into the news studio and plays his own video. Yeah. And then like 
he dresses everyone up like him so like he can escape and like this yeah. stuff like that. Like, oh, that's cool. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's in the comic. I've never read the comic, but it was cool, you know. And um, yeah, whatever. I this is uh, I, I missed the part. He blows up the statue and then he like invades a news studio yeah. and takes yeah. it over. And tells the world, like, in one year, I'm going to destroy parliament. Like, you should rise up and revolt against this government, and I'll be back in a year. Um, and then he has to fight his way out. Mm-hmm. But the government, like, basically fakes his death. They basically release his propaganda that says, like, yeah, we killed that terrorist, and so don't worry about him. Right. Um, but they didn't kill him, guys. But they <laughs> didn't kill him. Yeah, what yeah. do you want to say about uh, this, Rocco? All I wanted to say was, the, the main thing here is, I love um, Hugo Weaving's performance. Hugo Weaving has always been one of my favorite actors just because of, honestly, because Agent Smith is one of my favorite characters like in fiction. I love that character so much. I think Hugo Weaving is so underrated. Um, And, uh, you know, I love, I've always really liked performing through a mask. There's always been something about that, you know, even growing up watching Power Rangers, you know, they're always like talking with their helmets on and they have to act through that. And for some reason, that's always been like funny to me mm-hmm. and uh, him doing that in this and and uh, giving a good performance through that. I really like. And what's funny is, um, I guess for about four weeks, it was a different guy. Like they had a different guy in that suit acting the whole thing and it, yeah. and it didn't work out. James Purefoy. I read. Yeah, uh, yeah. But and, I, apparently he's in some shows. I've never seen any of them, but I yeah, don't know. Yeah, I wasn't super familiar. But um, you know, so it's not all entirely uh Hugo, but Which is I, interesting. I would love to know which wasn't. Yeah. Not that it really matters, yeah. I guess. But, but I'm curious. But to me, that just like lights up this whole movie. I really love his performance. I just think he's like such a kick. Um so anyway, that's all. I mean, that's not really pertaining to the plot, but I feel like this movie is very like you could see Alan Moore's fingerprints on it. Like the dialogue mm-hmm. is great, but it's it feels like a comic book character. Yeah, yeah it's These corny. Over the top characters. Yeah. The visualization of the letter V mm-hmm. right. painted on everything. Even there's a moment where he gets wounded and falls against the wall mm-hmm. and kind of smears. Right. And his blood smears the letter yeah, V. The yeah. clock on the background is like F at the time, but it's like it I makes a V. I can see the comic book pages on yeah. the screen. Right. I just felt like you guys didn't storyboard this. You had the comic book in your lap and you're like, uh, okay, no, move the red letter over a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yep, nailed yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is not a complaint. I actually I really enjoyed that. Yeah. And they did it in a way that it was engaging too, and not just. I know with some Zack Snyder movies, he goes so far with it that it's like, yo, get back to the point. You know, like, let's arrange all these things so it makes this shot or whatever. This movie doesn't do that. It's just all there in the DNA. Zack Snyder will freeze the image practically yeah, in yeah. slow motion and be like, yeah, I get it. He'll, show it, page. he'll show it to you for 20 minutes. Um, yeah. But this was more like interpreting the comic as storyboards that yeah. they kind of worked in. If you look closely, there were a lot of little details in this movie that I yeah. appreciated. Um, you know that big face on the screen, the the fascist leader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you notice yeah. that his John pupils Hurt. were dilated the yeah. whole film? Yeah, I was like halfway through the movie where I was like, this guy looks like he's on drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, he doesn't blink. I guess he blinks in the movie one time. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Oh, I he, didn't know that. They said that there's only one time where you see him blink. Little details like that, I, yeah. I really liked. Um, so, um. Basically, at this point in the movie, Natalie Portman is... Oh, were you going to add something No, 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 no. Natalie Portman has gone to live with V. Uh, I really enjoyed the movie up until this point. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I watched this when I was 20 years old, feeling the same way. Mm -hmm. I felt like 
this is where the movie kind of slowed down. Mm-hmm. And me personally, I don't know if it ever kind of recovers that excitement of the opening acts of it. Okay. Because I personally just feel like I wasn't quite sure where this movie was going. Mm-hmm. Um, she spends a lot of time with uh, V and they start assassinating members of the government who had wronged him in the past. Yeah. Um, and she convinces him to like, let me help you do an assassination. And they go after this corrupt priest Yeah. who tries to... The theme of the movie, raper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to this credit, to the credit. By by the way, I should pause. Uh, I don't think that's something the movie act, like embellished. I think the original comic had a lot of like yeah. sexual undertones to show that characters were unstable and had like impure motivations. Mm-hmm. I see. Even like the politician, Norfolk, the the leader. He like in the comic book is like. Uh, in love with his computer and mm-hmm. is weirdly sexual with it. And even like V, the main character, ha- is like weirdly sexual towards that Lady Justice statue he blows oh. up. So that's like a theme throughout the comic. Huh, okay. Um, and another thing from the comic is that like the characters aren't so cut and dry, good and bad. Yeah. V is definitely way more clinically insane in the comic. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this one, they're like, are you crazy? He's like, I'm sure people will say that about me. Yeah, I think when you yeah. read the comic, it's like, no, this dude is crazy. Yeah. Like, for yeah. real. Everybody's a little crazy, I think. It's not so cut and dry who is in the right. Yeah. Um, Something that I didn't pick up on. I've seen this movie. I think I've seen this movie more than any other movie that we've done Movie Club. Really? Besides Princess Bride. Oh, second no kidding. time seeing it. Princess hmm. Bride, I've seen a billion times. This, I, I used to watch almost every year. I, I really huh. was like into it for yeah, a while. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen it a handful of times. Um, and, uh, but she goes to him and like says like, I wish I could be like you, but I'm not like, I wish I could do the things that you do and feel the way you feel, but I can't. Mm-hmm. And then that comes back later. I didn't realize I didn't ever, I never put that together. It's like, Oh, like when he's like, we'll get into it later, but like what he does to her, yeah. it's like, Oh, he's making, she wished for it. And so he's doing it to her. I, I never thought about that either. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's funny. Um, uh, the, uh, she she tries to help him do this assassination on a priest, but then she ends up betraying him and she wants to escape and she goes, she does escape and she goes and lives with her former boss who is a television host. To that effect, I noticed something interesting. When she was living with V in his house, mm-hmm. she sees all this collected art he has and right. she's like, oh my God, like all of this stuff is illegal. And he's like, uh, if they ever find me here, this stuff will be the least of my concerns. Mm-hmm. And then when she flees V and goes to live with her former boss, she's like, oh, my God, thank you for taking me in. And he goes, oh, if they ever find this place, you're going to be the least of my concerns. And he clicks yeah. a button and it opens up a room full of art. Right. And it's really yeah. interesting to me to see how these two guys who were dissidents of the government essentially said the same thing. Yeah. They actually mm-hmm. do you know that when they first meet her for the first time, they say the same thing to her. Yeah. They say bonjour, mademoiselle. They both say that to her when she like oh. they first yeah. open the door for her. Yeah, so she goes to live with Gordon and it definitely starts playing this uh angle, which I think is interesting, is is this guy the vigilante known right. as V, which is funny because there's no way he could be. Right. Because he's like more overweight and just very public. Like, how would he be able to hide his identity? But they do ar- arouse that suspicion, despite yeah. the fact that there's no way he could mm-hmm. be V. Yeah. And it's only hitting me now that that is kind of the point of this movie. Yeah, yeah. Anybody could be V. Right. Yeah. That, he, v, that, that spirit's in all of us, kind exactly, of. Yeah. Exactly. And this movie, I should take a pause to address that. I think the movie 
handles some really deep issues. I have mixed feelings about this movie 15 years later. I think that they, you know, they're talking about inspiring terrorism and revolt and going against your government, which Mm -hmm. some people think is scary and are like dangerous ideas. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, like I, I think that this movie can be very formative to like teenagers and stuff. Uh, if you see it at the right time, I think that this mm. movie, if you catch it at the right time, can be very deep. Mm-hmm. And if you catch it at the wrong time, mm-hmm. can be extremely hokey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it also went on to inspire the anonymous movement. Right. Or at mm. least like the look of it. The look of it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And <laughs> and those guys maybe took the look and bastardized the message of this movie by turning it into their own thing, which, you know, whatever you feel about that, it. Sometimes I know people look at V for Vendetta and they cringe just because of all the <laughs> real world influence yeah. it had mm-hmm. on internet culture. Yeah. And so I think, yeah, this is one of those strange movies where it's like, I think sometimes I criticize a movie and I say, yeah, that's for like 15 year olds. When we talk yeah. about other superhero movies, I think this one's a compliment when I be like, yeah, watch this when you're 15 or right. 16 <laughs> or 17. Yeah. Like, this is a good message in the medicine if you're really into like comics and superheroes yeah. and stuff. Yeah. I also think too, given what it covers, I think it was still pretty bold to, the, for them to release this movie only a few years after 9 11. Yeah. Happened. Like That's it true. literally talks about like sometimes blowing up a building is like the message. Like that, you know, it's a symbol, but you know, I just, just going into that was like, you're okay. You're, we're doing this now. All right. You know, yeah. to confront that and what that means. I don't know. Um, was, I thought at the time was interesting. I think the that. movie's still relevant today, honestly, with black lives matter yeah. movement. Uh, yeah. because as things go on, uh, V starts sending his mask out to everybody in the public. And essentially, they outlaw wearing that mask. Mm -hmm. People wear that mask as a sign of protest. And what happens is they commit crimes while wearing that mask. Yeah. And so the police say everybody wearing that mask is a criminal. Yeah. And they end up shooting a child. Right. An innocent person. Mm -hmm. Which then causes protests in the street. Yeah. Which then is met with militant force. And I'm watching this being like, this is what's happening in America in 2020. It's crazy. I mean, yeah. we're talking about like there's a global pandemic. Right. There's protests against social injustice in the street. Yeah. Um, the movie was relevant to 9-11, but it's relevant to 2020 as well. Yeah. In yeah. a strange way. I mean, I think that's a point uh, in favor of this movie being. Um, yeah. I think this movie's so interesting. I think this movie is a little bit underrated. Mm hmm. Despite the fact that everybody knows about it. Right? Yeah, right. I think that people had just consumed it and then it got integrated into its place in society quickly and then everybody moved on. Yeah. It was like, mm-hmm. yeah. yep, V for Vendetta, really interesting story about don't trust the government. You know, with that mask, we could actually kind of do that in real life. Yeah. All right, cool. Anyways, let's never talk about this movie ever again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Was kind of like the cultural response, in my opinion. Uh yeah so geez where are we in the movie oh uh, yeah she she was at her friend Gordon's house I believe yeah. it was Gordon and then you know it's interesting he, I loved she talks about seeing her parents you see a flashback of her parents being black bagged which means yeah. the government takes you, you never see him again yeah and then it's the same exact thing that happens to her with Gordon and yeah. it's like dude black bag on his face and she's under the bed and it's just like oh dude that sucks 
Yeah, Gordon makes a, a, a broadcast on his show that criticizes the leader of right. his government, which would, so he's which, abducted by his which government. Which I was going to say, the thing I, I don't, I never liked and I still don't like is that they got, I believe, the same actor to be the parody version of himself. Yeah, and that always me, sat weird like, with me. Get someone who looks like him. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. I, I never liked that. Yeah, that, that, yeah, I, I feel the same way, Sean. That was always like, what is this? Oh, it's actually him? No, it's not. Oh, it's a Perry. You know what? Well, get it's, it. Yeah. It's get. so interesting because when I, you're, you're reminding me that I used to feel that way when I saw this in theaters, but mm. watching it now, that never, I never even questioned that. I just mm. thought, like, mm. oh, yeah, deep fake. Mm. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe, you know? maybe it's in a new context. I now. mean, it's just mm. later on. I'm assuming you've seen this movie, so we'll get to this later. But like, when you you see him like later on in the movie, like and the the bags removed from his head, it's like, well, is that the actor? Is that the fake guy? Is that the, like I don't know. Like you can't you don't fuck around with his look. Like have it be the guy. <laughs> yeah. I've been praising a lot about this movie, but I do have some serious criticisms with the story. Mm-hmm. It is a little convoluted, mm-hmm. and it is there are parts of it that I personally find boring and like heavy handed with the message. You know, as a as a adult and a fully formed person, there are parts of this movie where I grow and I'm like, yeah, I get it. I read 1984. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I get it. Don't trust the government. Everything mm-hmm. they say might not be true. Um, and yeah, there are parts that are confusing, like that whole when they unbag that guy. I'm kind of like, so what's the deal here? Like, how did this yeah. arrangement all come about? Right. But basically, um. Natalie Portman's friend is abducted and she is abducted as well. And she is tortured by the government and they want information regarding V. She's kept in a cell for like six months. And while she's in there, her cellmate slips her these notes to tell her the life story of the cellmate, how she was a lesbian who was like outlawed by the government because, you know, being gay is illegal, illegal. Um, And her partner was killed and basically tells her whole life story to Natalie Portman. And this inspires her like, Oh my God, this government does suck. Yeah. Wow. This hmm. government is oppressive. I, and like, I don't want to help. Out she was sent government. up to some like medical facility and tested on. And it was all fucked up. <laughs> you got um, kind of the backstory of where V came from. Yeah. He's a, he's a product of government experimentation. And I was going to say too, uh, this was, you mentioned Derek, like this movie, you may be losing its steam and not getting it back or whatever. I think I agree for the part you were talking about where they're like, you know, they go up for that priest and they go for whatever that part. I'm kind of whatever. But uh, this part, the part where she's reading the story of the other person in the cell, I always really liked. And um, it's funny uh, just in behind the scenes. That was when they put the whole thing together. That was the one thing the studio said. Oh, yeah. Just cut that part and then you're good. I think the rest of this is great. And they were like, this is kind of the the torture part. No, oh, the story like the, the of the backstory. of the gay woman. Oh, wow. Yeah, they were like, yeah, just cut that whole scene, and then uh, yeah, you're good. Yeah, that's what the Kowskis are going to do. Yeah, and that's that what they were saying. They were like, yeah, it's kind of like the heart of the movie. Like, um, so, no, and then that was it. That was like that was like the one fight. Like, they had, like, pretty much blank check, and yeah. then that was the one fight. But anyway, but I always like that part. I, I, liked I do like that the part. emotional you know, core of it. What is the vendetta? Mm-hmm. It's that this government makes love illegal so how are you gonna live in a society where you can't be yourself and be well, free and be free to love who you want and i think it kind of get shows an innocence to it that it's like you know we get so caught up in yeah. like all the technical things and the labels and the whatever and it's like just showing the simple thing not only core. did they kill that woman's partner but at the same time tortured her and tortured v and turned him into this like 
super soldier. So that's the vendetta. Yeah. Like yeah. these guys fucking suck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But if you cut that, then like change the name. Cause that's, <laughs> that's the name of the movie. B for right. vendetta. What's the <laughs> vendetta? That's it. Yeah. Now it's just V. Yeah. Um, so Natalie Portman basically gets this story while in jail and decides I'm not going to help the government. No matter what they do, you can kill me. And at that point she's released and finds out it was V the whole time. V, how could oh, you? I was training you to be just but like me. Like you wished. Yeah. You wanted to be this and you wished for it. So this is what it takes. Yeah. And he basically tells her there's a few more days until, uh, November 5th. We're going to blow up parliament. And then, uh, we wrap up the movie. This is the end of the movie. He makes a deal with the corrupt guys in the government, like, kill your leader and I'll turn myself in. And they do it and they kill the leader. And then a big fight turns out. And like we talked about earlier, we get to see knife time. <laughs> he defeats them using knife time. Yeah. And but he's mortally wounded. And so he meets Natalie Portman in this underground subway and basically has this bomb that's going to go blow up parliament. He says, I can't flip this switch. This is your choice because I'm dead and you'll, you're going to live. So the future belongs to you. Right. Uh, and then she flips the switch. We haven't really covered and we, uh, whatever the, I think Grady is his name. No, 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 no. What's the, 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 the good detective. What's I forget. Yeah. Mr. Creedy. Creedy. Is that, yeah. Was that his name? No, I thought no, was no, that guy. was a bad guy. That was a bad guy. Yeah. There's a couple things. Uh, <laughs> his name is, uh, I think, Shit, I have it here. I don't know. Well, let's say <laughs> it's Grady, but I don't know. Um, I loved his character. I thought he was great. I loved yeah. him going to finding all the people who were involved in this torturing of yeah. V and finding them dead, no matter how prominent they were, and the Rose and all that stuff. Like I enjoyed that. Finch. 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 Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I enjoyed that whole part. Um. <laughs> you know, I just felt like I said every there were acts of this movie and movements of this movie that felt like they were self-contained issues of a comic. Yeah. Natalie Portman living with V. Natalie Portman living with Gordon. Natalie Portman being interrogated. Mm -hmm. The revolution that V starts. And I felt like this would be better as a TV show. Because sure. as a movie, like some of these could be taken out completely. Other parts can be shortened. I think they're making a TV show of this. Yeah, I, I think it would work hmm. better that way because I feel like it was just a little too clunky. Each individual part had a moment that felt slow all in its own self-contained episode. So hmm. after time and again, be like, this was good. Had a slow part. Oh, now something new is happening. Eh, this is getting slow now. You know, I just felt like the movie didn't like roll along as smoothly as it could have. Mm -hmm. That's my opinion of yeah. it. Um, yeah, there. so there was a character in there, this good detective. I had another big problem with the movie that you generally don't know what anybody's trying to accomplish mm -hmm. specifically in this movie. They have these ambiguous philosophical goals. We want to overthrow the government. We want to start a revolution. But like, how? Right? Yeah. Come, you know, wait a year because on November 5th, you're going to see. It's like, <laughs> all right. Yeah. This whole movie is like waiting for a year to pass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's cool parts. Uh, there's some drawbacks to it. Yeah. That's essentially, you know, at the end of the movie, he does inspire a revolution. He blows up parliament and the, all the people of England are pretty much happy about it. And they're, yeah. Cause it all sucked. Yeah. You found out that the uh, virus was orchestrated by the government and it was a big trick that was put on the people. Right. That was something that Alan Moore didn't like about this movie because in his version, the people, there was no trick. The people legitimately elected that government. Yeah, yeah. And that all of the characters were more well-rounded. So the 
the bad guys in the movie had families in the comic, and you kind of see that they're just more like normal people, right? Mm. And that they're civil servants. They're just politicians that were elected by a population of people who were very similar to them. And then V is legitimately crazy anarchist. It's not so black and white, cut and dry. Yeah. I guess if if you're into that thing, check it out. Yeah. Um, if you like this movie and if you like this comic, there are a couple of comics running right now, contemporary comics that are very similar that I would recommend people out there. Uh, one is called Little Bird, which is basically about that conservative government taking over and how you fight back against that. And then another one is called Safe Sex, which is about a government that outlaws anything other than like missionary sex, basically. Oh, yeah. But Finally. It, yeah. It's it's a it's a pretty interesting comic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what do you guys want to say? Um, I will say that this movie, are we doing shakers now? Are we, is this well, time? we'll wrap it up and do some shakers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Rocco, do you want to go first for the shakers or should, should, it's your well, pick. We don't go talk about oh, you know, anything else you want to say about well, this. Well, yeah, too. I will. Well, real quick. The, uh, the guy who <laughs> I thought was, uh, the, the, the guy who was walking through the fire, I wonder like, how did they do that? Like, how yeah. did they, yeah. they just lathered that dude up in, uh, fire paste? And put him in a G-string and had him walk on through, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, they that that guy, uh, Chad. I don't know how to say his last name, but that like that guy is like, um, you know, uh, John. Like he was Keanu's stunt double on The Matrix oh. and did all the. He's doing all the John Wick movies. Um, great stunt guy, but yeah, they lowered his body temperature all day long. Like they just kept him in cold just to chill him to his bones. And uh, and free and uh, cool down all the gel that was on him and all that stuff. And then at the end of the night, let him out. What a nightmare. And just like, you'll be on fire for a while and see how long you could do it. I also want to say the domino scene involved 22,000 dominoes. And it took four professional dominoists 200 hmm. hours to complete. That oh, sucks. Yeah. Should have just done CG. I thought it was CG. <laughs> and I also and I also thought it was lame. There you go. <laughs> oh, I thought it was stupid and fake. Yeah. But I did think it was cool when they did it that at the Oscars, but it was VHS tapes that spelled Oscar. Was that didn't they do that one year? I don't remember. I might have made that remember. up. Um, but anyway, yeah. Uh I really like uh I really like this movie. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I was surprised how much I enjoyed it. I kind of thought when when I popped it in, I was like, this is gonna be a relic of the early two thousands. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of the movies reek of that. I was surprised how much this didn't reek of that, to be honest. It's not perfect. But I was surprised that it was still like, yo, there's stuff that's like still contemporary here. And um, for me, it's half that. But it's also half like, I, again, I just love Hugo Weaving and like his performance. I get a huge kick out of. Sure. I really love, you know, it is corny, but I don't know. There's very few movies of this type that just let someone run with a corny per masked performance like that, you know. Yeah. So I'm kind of looking at it from from a, a little more of a childish side, I guess. But uh yeah, I really like it. I think a lot of it holds up pretty good. Um, okay. So I don't know if I'll just say. I guess. Yeah. I guess I'll, I I I'm gonna I give it a I give it four shakers. I'm gonna give it four. I really enjoy it. Yeah. This movie, when I first saw it, it would have been a five for me. I loved it at first. Yeah. But that's when I you were talking to Jarek when you were younger and yeah. it was meant for you at that time. And now I'm a little older and I'm looking at it a little differently. And I, it's not it's so good. Not as good as what I used to think. So I, I yeah. say three point five for me. Cool, and uh, I give it a three, honestly, just because I feel like pacing issues. If you're sure. not in love with the theme of this movie, if you just showed up for a cool action movie, yeah, you might be a little bored. Mm -hmm. 
And honestly, that was how I felt in 20, 2005. I know a I lot of people it. that I feel like they said that. They I went like, in oh. thinking this was going to be cool action movie like The Matrix. Yeah. And it was more ideological than yeah. it was kick-ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can appreciate the ideological, but yeah. that's not what I was like expecting. So. Yeah. Sure. And you have to consider at that time, the early 2000s were a weird time because in the world of video games, we were on the cusp of realistic graphics. Right. So everyone wanted that in every game. You know what I mean? It was like, why is Zelda looking like a cartoon? Give us realistic. Because we were so close. We were so close. And I feel like in movies, we were finally getting, whoa, superhero movies where they actually can do it. You know, or Lord of the Rings. Wow, they can actually pull off these worlds and they could do. So I feel like there was a real thirst for like, real thirst for action and and stuff that would make us like amazed you know and so you know like the matrix or like you know how are they gonna do spider-man oh they did it you know so i think when we start hearing about v for vendetta it's like what cool gimmicks is he gonna pull off and you're in that mindset and yeah when it came out i know a lot of people that were like it wasn't that great you know thought there'd be more knife time yeah you know whatever but it wasn't that kind of movie and with some retrospect, you yeah. can see that now. So did I say? I gave it three. You did. Yeah. Three shakers. Okay. All right. What's next, Derek? Uh, we're going to do a change of pace. I'm going to introduce everybody out there to the world of Hong Kong cinema. Mm. We're going to watch a Jackie Chan movie. Cool. Mm. Now, there's some debate out there. What is the best Jackie Chan movie? Some people say... The tuxedo. It's Police Story oh, okay. mm. 1. Some people say it's Police Story 3. Didn't even know there were three. Apparently there's like five. Oh, I don't know. Okay. Okay. I've never seen any of them. So I'm going to go back to basics. We're going to watch Police Story. Okay. Starring Jackie Chan. Oh, yeah. And never directed, seen by, that. directed by Jackie Chan. Oh, damn. So cool. we're going to see what this Jackie Chan guy is all about. We're going to let you know the definitive story. Is he up to snuff or not? Um, what Did he deserve the stardom, yeah. the fame? We will tell you. I'll let you know next week. Yeah. And, and we might, wait. yeah, we might even try out one of his stunts and see if it's that hard. Yeah, probably not. So but thank you for watching. But yeah, watch Police Story, not Toy Story. That's it'll be a different. Police movie. Story, and not a a Christmas Story. Police Story. Goodbye. Good night.